The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, more people than ever are shopping online. Irish consumers ranked as the third highest online shoppers in Europe last year. But how are these major boosts for e-commerce impacting the traditional business models, the bricks and mortar stores, the direct sales and the old trades? Well, we sent our reporter Josh Crosby to meet with those who are providing traditional services in a digital age. I'm only doing a more so loyalty and habit. The changing world has forfeited this, you know what I mean? It's left it behind. It's an unusual one because the side of the road people predominantly will pay cash. They just do it, they stop over, you take the coins out of the middle console of the car and they go and they buy the strawberries with it. So it's an unusual market in that sense. People are having second thoughts and where they can get something repaired, they're prepared to. It's young and old are becoming aware of the fact that there's just enormous waste and no need for it, but I would lay that at the doorstep of the manufacturers. Whether you're selling newspapers on a bustling street, filling cars with strawberries and potatoes at the side of the road, or repairing old appliances, business models are changing. It's the young people down read papers. And before I was here, we sell them five or six hundred on the road, hides, and then a couple of hundred presses, sell them up and down the road. A day? Yes. And what do you know? 20 hides. 10 in those, if I'm lucky, 15 times maybe. A day? Yes. That doesn't pay the bills? No, it gets me out of the house though. Francie Foxy has been selling newspapers around Dublin for over 40 years and according to him and another seller on O'Connell Street, the days of bringing print media to people on the streets are numbered. I've been here about seven. And you say till the last paper sold? Half five. Half five. The last paper said you wouldn't sell any. You wouldn't sell out nowadays. What would you say are the main challenges now? Like, is it a lot to do with the card and cash? And phones and that, like, I'll have a card machine, but the phones and that, like, you know. My, my family doesn't read papers. They never look through a paper, even on a Sunday. Will the younger generation of the Foxes be continuing this? No. So when you close the shutters down here, that'll That's be it? That's it. What do you think you'd have to do now to keep moving with the times and to, I suppose, continue a traditional business in the digital age? Nothing really, because I'm not young enough now anymore. So I wouldn't be considered going to and else, like, you know. And are the magazines in the top shelf, are they more popular than the papers down below? No, not really, no. <laughs> but you can put a higher price on them? I don't have that there. I'd say more, but I can't. <laughs> How did you first get into it? I fell into it. My grandfather, my father, it's kind of a, a poison chalice. It was kind of expected and you did it and that was it. You didn't ask questions then. The main concern in any day basically is the weather, you know, and you know how crazy the weather can be in Ireland. So it's always kind of melting your brain. <laughs> you're off collecting the papers in the morning, are you getting dropped here? And well, I, I go and collect them and I just go over to Princess Street there and collect them. That's where your man pulls in and... And you can just cart them over? I just cart them. The carts got smaller and smaller over the years? Ah, oh, there's very little carting on them now. Can you show it on your back? You could carry them over all in one, one arm. iPhones, iPads, television has all kicked everything into, into touch. I'm surprised actually yours still existing. I wonder if you haven't got a robot. What's your and the radio? I listen to the radio. My, the radio was my saviour. It's more sanity than Sally. It's like, basically, if I sent you out to get transport, you're not going to come back with a horse and cart. You're going to come back with a, with a van or a car or an something. An electric car. Eventually, these are going to get to the weekend. You might get an addition at the weekend. I don't see the, the daily papers. You might get one or two still hanging in. So nowadays, is it your regular customers, the regular faces you see? Yeah, but I mean, when you say regular, what's happened is, if any of them 
either with Tara or Doy. There's no replacement. No one replacing them. There won't be a fourth generation no, taking over this stand? No, sure. No, you're joking. <laughs> One of the other rocker. <laughs> In Cork, the sounds of the Echo Boys are getting quieter and quieter. And it's no different on the streets of the capital. But one traditional business model, which has diversified and booms during the summer months, is roadside fruit and veg. I am Shelley and I am the Human Resources Manager for Green Hill Fruit Farm in Wexford. And you weren't always in the Human Resources, you were dealing with the people out face to face as well? Yeah, no, I've done this work a long, long time ago as a teenager, but that was, uh, it was very different back then. You would have been collected in a van with maybe 20 other kids and your sandwiches for the day. But uh, times have changed now, we have rostered breaks and staff and risk analysis, we've got health and safety inductions for all the team. They've got bathrooms on the side of the stands now. We've got recycling facilities. Things are very, very different now. We've got 32 stands around the country. They're the ones putting the work in. They're the assets here. How do you think this business model has stood the test of time? Well, every single person you know from Ireland, when they see the strawberry stands going up, they say, oh, it's summertime now because years ago we used to holiday in Ireland. Everyone has a memory of that. Everyone. So when they start going back up again, it's stayed. And it's part of the support local movement, which I think has been huge. But I think the reason it stood the test of time is people like to buy Irish. How have you had to move with the times then as well? As I was driving down here, I could see on the signs you have the Visa, the MasterCard symbols, just to let people know that they can put in and pay by card. You have the card machine up on the shelves. I suppose steps like that had to be taken to diversify yeah. as well. The card machine option, we're trying to encourage it this year to make it safer for our own staff. There's less cash to worry about but you will still have people from previous generations that will say no no I'll only pay cash cash is king but everywhere we go now we're putting the symbols up to let people know that you don't have to have it so if you showed this to someone who ran a strawberry stand 20 years ago I'm sure they'd be absolutely baffled but you have to move with the times and what are some of the other main challenges that you're facing I suppose in a world that's gone so digital <laughs> Irish weather Irish weather is the biggest challenge. And what about the retailers? Do they pose a big threat? We're providing to the retailers as well. Every year that is expanding. With 60 staff working in over 30 stands from Belfast to Abbey Leaks and with more than 100 workers on the farm in Wexford, Greenhill Fruit Farm is evolving and thriving. What do the customers admire about the nostalgia model? Strawberries and jam. Is it a place you would stop? Or? Yeah, I've stopped here before. The strawberries are gorgeous. I've stopped here before. I got them for all the girls down in work and all because they are lovely. Yeah, and yeah. I suppose just stopping on a strawberry stand at the side of the road, is it different from going to your shop? It's just Ireland, isn't it? It's just what you do when you go on your holidays. You just do it and, yeah, no, it's just summer and that's it. Kind of see strawberries, buy them. Uh, strawberries and potatoes, queens. They're lovely, flowery. That's where we love at home. Yeah. And would you stop often on the side of the road to these I stands? I actually wouldn't, but it's very handy here now, I must say. It's a good pull-in. I actually wouldn't normally, though, no. Well, why do you think these stands stood the well, test it, of time, really, compared to with all the big shops opening up? And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you believe that they're fresh strawberries and it's Irish and like to shop well, local. When looking at the challenges all business models face, technology and competition lead the way. Black Friday is in the record books. The busy shopping day saw $7.4 in online sales. But when it comes to the till, it's all about consumer behavior. The most important idea in advertising is new, it creates an itch. You simply put your product in there as a kind of calamine lotion. There are steps being taken to try and roll back on our throwaway culture. Over at the Hoover Centre in Harold's Cross, customers have been getting appliances repaired for over six decades. Owner Fergus Doyle says there's a growing interest to fix rather than dump, but still not enough to turn the tide. I've been working here since I was a young man for a lot of years. 
Yeah. But has it always been Hoover's or was there other appliances fixed over the years? No, there was always washing machines and microwaves and stuff like that, but not anymore. I just don't bother. Is there not a demand to fix the smaller appliances? <laughs> not that it's age, man. It's hard to pull washing machines around the kitchen. Microwaves, you just, there's no point in repairing them. Toasters and irons and stuff like that. It costs more for labour. Like I'd fit bearings to a washing machine quicker than repair an iron. It's that messy, you know. Okay. And what, why do you think that mindset came in that people went off and bought new ones rather than bringing them to get them fixed? The country was awash with money and was encouraged to spend, spend, spend. So people were doing that. The situation isn't uh, that way nowadays. And how is business? Are you starting to see people who might not have repaired in the past are starting to come in now with a broken hoover? Yes, to some degree, yes. There are still plenty who say no and I'll just buy a new one. But a lot more people in the last five years or six years have prepared to have something repaired than say in the Celtic tiger days Do you think that is like an environmental consciousness coming I think they well they'd want to wake up it's the same with the clothing trade it's the same with anything like I said to you 70% of what comes into me cannot be repaired and that's as far as I'm concerned unjustifiable on behalf of the manufacturers they don't sell uh, spare parts at a reasonable profit. Is it easy to, to get parts for these machines still? or like can you oh, I'm sure you can get them, but there's a lot of, I don't know, for, for example, a machine like this. If the motor were gone on that machine, which she believes that it is, it's not viable to repair it. If the motor's not gone and I just can find a problem, whether it's electrical or uh, mechanical, and I find it, then it is. Repairable. And what are some of the main challenges facing you now in a world that's become so disposable and there are not too many left doing this type of work? No, there aren't. And that's, that's a major challenge. Like I, I only work a few hours a day and nobody that I know, including my own children, have any interest in continuing on. But I suppose they're more into desk jobs nowadays. Yeah, I suppose when I go, it'll be the door closed and that will be it. So for those who will be the last generation of their family's business, how do they feel about the digital economy? And for those who are growing a tried and tested model, what do they think is the key to success? I'm not young enough now anymore, so I wouldn't be considered going to Aunt you know. I wouldn't be getting up at two in the morning. I have a bit of life back together what's left of me. And do you worry for the old trades, the old types of business model like yourself? Too old to worry now. Good days, happy days, bit of laugh, the whole lot. What's the secret to success now? Such a business model is still thriving for decades. I think that's down to the family that run the place. They all work on the farm, they're very hands-on, they're involved in the business, they're all still there. A lot of it is to do with them and it's the team. They look after the team, they look after us all very well. I suppose time changes everything to some extent, you know what I mean? And just the casualty of time, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's really how you put it, the casualty of time. Out of time. Some newspaper vendors on O'Connell Street, a roadside strawberry seller ending that report from Josh Crosby. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.